1: Welcome, everybody, to another QB Power Hour. We're very glad to have you joining us today as we talk about QBO Advanced features a deep dive on custom fields with a notorious expert, Matt, joining us today, Matt Fulton. So he'll be introducing himself in a minute. So go ahead, Dan i am michelle long cpa with an MBA in entrepreneurship owner of long for success a trainer for intuit and very anxious to get back on the road with intuit again hopefully that will be happening sometime in the future Um, but in the meantime we are still doing lots of webinars and things like that so you can check those things out um and don't forget to join our qb power hour facebook group we've got lots of people out there supporting one another love to have you join the discussion
0: My name is Dan DeLong, co-host and uh, owner of Danwith, where we transform businesses through technology, formerly of Intuit. Uh, Worked there for about 18 years and just uh, signed on to do the technical editing for QBO for Dummies, the seventh edition. Uh, I forgot to put put the sixth edition in there. Uh, And uh, a new partner, chief content creator at schoolofbookkeeping.com.
2: And I am Matthew Fulton, I'm the co-founder and CTO of Parkway Business Solutions. Um, I'm also the creator of an application called Vendorsync, which is focused around accounts and bookkeepers, helping them uh, basically with their bank feed challenges for QuickBooks Desktop. More importantly, I'm also the co-creator of a Facebook group called QB Community Live with my good friend Linda Artisani. It's a Facebook group made up of bookkeepers, accountants, and tax professionals based on the idea that together we all succeed.
0: And we are very excited to have you here because uh, whenever you think of custom fields, you think of Matt Fulton.
1: Yep. <laughs> they're synonyms. Yeah. It, it shows up with the source that That's way. Right.
2: <laughs> if you work in it, it's a, it's a difference of like if you work with Intuit products, it's a good thing. If you work inside into it, you're used to me saying, hey, custom fields, custom fields, custom fields, custom mm-hmm. fields. But they're getting amazing, which I love them, so
0: how did how did you get uh how did, how did this evolve like where uh because i went to uh qb connect a couple years ago and you know saw that you were doing the class on on custom fields and i'm like an hour and a half how is it going to fill an hour and a half on custom fields and there was not enough time yeah to actually you know cover that and that's just when custom fields was in its infancy um so how did that how did that all come to be uh where you've kind of now pigeonholed yourself in
2: <laughs> in happily testimony. so too though like uh, so ironically my my opportunity to be able to teach at uh, uh quickbooks connect all these different things it all started off because of feedback giving feedback yeah and reaching out and having a challenge on something and being able, being willing to discuss it in a positive manner. They, you know, the people at Intuit helped connect me with some of the developers and the relationship kind of blossomed from there. And the the infatuation, because it truly is an infatuation with custom fields. I am, I'm a workflow specialist. I love figuring out ways to make the app world and the human process come together to make things more efficient. And custom fields empowers us a way to really track data points that are unique to each business. So now we can actually, instead of having to push a company into an accounting platform, we can actually design the accounting around a business. And that's why I find it just so exciting.
0: Yeah, because uh, really, when you're thinking about you know the uniqueness of of a business, whatever that happens to be, and whatever whatever niche niche it happens to, <laughs> happens to be in. And when they say, well, can QuickBooks do that? Custom fields, it tends to be the answer to to that question for getting the data out that you actually want. And I interrupted Michelle.
1: Oh, no, that's (laughs) fine. I was just going to say that 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 flexibility and ability to do that customization is what makes it so extremely powerful and presents such a huge opportunity for us as the accounting professional um, to be able to help the clients to utilize that and stuff. So, Matt, I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and expertise to help us learn how to really utilize and harness the power of these fields. So I think this is great.
2: And I appreciate you guys helping me get one up. (laughs) <laughs> right.
0: for those of you wondering about that um yeah so his partner in uh, not in crime but in in uh, in the commu- in the accounting community linda has joined us uh, as well but this actually puts uh matt ahead uh in the in the non-competitive uh, arena that they, that they have so a little bit of the details about the qb power hour if you haven't joined us before uh it's every other tuesday at 12 eastern uh last week was a little bit of a challenge with daylight savings time and and who who was on first but uh i think we got that straightened out uh with with zoom and and everyone because it looks like we have a pretty good group here today um coming up uh we're going to have uh backing up quickbooks online and desktop uh with guest rewind will be joining us uh, next time. And then we'll have Megan Tarnow joining us with a uh, niche. We'll get back to new, niche nuances with uh, nonprofits. And then we'll have a, 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 a little, a little QB power hour reunion uh, in uh, on the in the mid mid May. Hector is going to be joining us with uh, the uh, deep dive into the reporting enhancements. So that'll be, that'll be nice to, to have us all together there uh, for that. Of course, the links there for the handouts, the recordings and the podcast so today uh, we're going to be talking about um, you know somebody's already asking questions about um, okay we're going to be talking about all the 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 transactions that you can use uh, use these on so we'll be talking about the dashboard uh, because there's been some enhancements uh, to that Uh, Matt's going to talk about selecting what to track and understanding the custom field types uh, using the custom fields and, and some use cases. So we'll, we'll give it a little bit about what you can do for your practice and and what what you could do for your clients and then some additional resources to, to take away. Uh, so let's start off with our first poll. Uh, how many clients do you have using QuickBooks Online Advanced? So Matt, how many clients do you have using QuickBooks Online Advanced?
2: You know, so currently with QuickBooks Online Advanced, we've got we have three clients using Advanced. Um, as this continues to progress forward, and there's one major thing that I keep waiting for, which I'll touch base on at the very end, that when there's one little upgrade happens, we'll be able to transition so many more because we have so many companies that are using third-party applications. So, um, I it becomes an obvious. I didn't even like to call it an upsell because if you really think about it, the value add these things bring on, the amount of time we save as accountants, the cost difference, it just makes good sense. It just really does for a lot of companies.
0: Yeah, Michelle has a, a this is like a, set, a sandbox or a soapbox for <laughs> for her when she really starts getting on top of, you know, what, and what QBO Advance can do. And, and especially with, as we talk about uh, custom fields, um, how we get in our way sometimes as accountants and shopping out of our own wallet. Um, well, I wouldn't pay for that. But when you actually realize the, the, the savings, uh, not yeah. just in, in money, but time and time is money. And the only commodity you can't get any
2: more of. Gotta
1: well, even Got to spend the money on those power tools. <laughs> yep.
2: I'd be interested at the very end, we can even ask again, if, if there's been any new ideas we shared that will motivate you on and checking into it a little bit further. Because again, today's... Uh, presentation when we're talking about custom fields, it's actually more focused towards how we as accountants can use this now within our our books section, right? Because now um, with your QuickBooks Online for accountants subscription, you now have many of the advanced features. So I'm going to jump in here and share my screen as well. Let's see if we can do this like a pro. here we go. And get rid of all the other windows and such. Um, so I know we still got the poll going right now. Do we want to leave that open or we, uh,
0: Uh, we're good here. Awesome. All right. So about uh, zero to two is, uh, definitely.
2: Yeah. You know, again, this new product is just evolved. It's, it's continuing to evolve, right? So we've had people that are really starting to jump into it and once you start to get your hands into the product even more, you start finding more and more reasons to recommend it. Again, Linda's a great example that she she probably has more people in advance than most of the other people I know just with her law firms. So as you start to find the value, it it starts to pop up. Um, so I, I as usual I've put together quite a bit of content to try to share some of the stuff. Is somewhat fam- uh, will be familiar, so I'll go through it kind of quickly because we actually have examples of like different reports, and I want to kind of walk through like the setup of how to do some of these examples with everybody, so you can have something kind of take away with you at the same time. But please feel free to ask questions. In the q a section is the best place for those questions. Please helps us to kind of maintain whereabouts um, where I'm looking to try to help answer those things, of course. Um,
0: and I uh, just did post the, um, so it, uh, on, on the QB Power Hour website, we have uh, the deep si- deep dive series that we'll have. Uh, so I've just created one page for all of the, the feature deep dives that we have. So I've just posted that link. So if you want to get the handouts, you can get them from there. And you can also see the handouts of, of every one in, in this series as well. Uh, but the, the webinar number two is where the handouts uh, for today's uh, today's uh, presentation.
2: Beautiful. And Rich, I see your question here is, as accounts and bookkeepers, where would we use the advanced features for my books? So we're going to touch base specifically on the custom fields one, but like Dan was just saying, there's a whole little series on them. So hopefully this will give you some great ideas. Uh, so the first and most noticeable difference with custom fields from where they first came off is this new dashboard. And I wanted to kind of draw attention to really what this is showing you. I actually like this new layout a lot more because it makes it very easy for us to see what type of transactions are being the different custom fields are being used on through the check mark, of course. And then you also, of course, have this uh, print icon to help you understand what's uh, what will actually print onto a document. Still the same limitation of three fields maximum supported for any ones that you can actually print those on, of course. That does not change at this time. Um, The other nice thing is as you're because of the way they define the use of custom fields, they've expanded this further to where you have you can do a lot more. You can always come to this little icon here and see how many of the fields you've used. And for some reason, if you get to a point where you have overspent your custom fields, keep in mind you can't inactivate them and any data that was used in those inactive fields it will still it will still be visible it'll still be there you won't be able to continue to use the custom field but it can still be used through reporting everything else no, no, let's, um,
0: let's talk a little bit about the number of custom fields that you can yeah. have because originally it was 10 and you could split them up between uh vendors and customers and and whatnot you know if yep. you did all the math here that says 60 uh bet- <laughs> between just on the sales side so what what is the number of custom fields that you can uh, you can utilize
2: so uh, it's, it's a great question as you can kind of see here it's actually they limit you to basically 12 of each of the different transaction types is kind of what you're seeing so for sales for purchase orders so you have a larger number that you can use but there's only a certain number per transaction type that you can where you start to max out on Um, so they've dramatically expanded it up to, I, like you said, I believe it's 60. I actually haven't hit the top number. So you just want to keep an eye on where your, your total is here. And actually one of the things, um, I didn't even realize until again, Linda kind of showed me, you can create custom fields, like on a customer record that if it's not going on any transaction types, it doesn't actually hit the transaction types so you can actually go above and beyond that uh for example the idea being an engagement letter date um if you want on your customer record as an accountant to remember when you need to redo an engagement letter i'll show you that in just a bit you can put that there if it's not going on any documents it doesn't hit the record the number count which is cool cool thanks so then (laughs) exactly you know sharing is caring right so Now I'm showing the slides here, but then we're going to dive in pretty quickly to show you specifically like how to do this stuff because I like to show in product as well. When you're going through and creating your custom field, the first thing it's going to ask you is you're going to, of course, have to name it. It's got to be a unique name and then you're going to choose your different types that you would like to do, whether it's text or, num- you know, text or number, which is the basic one we've always had, number only, date in a drop down list. You're also then going to select the category and I'm going to explain these in deeper detail in just a moment but you'll select the category as well, customer, transaction, and vendor, and that will impact like which of the types of transactions these can land onto also. The different, once you've done that part of it, of course, so this is one big pop-up that shows up on the screen is what we're trying to kind of explain. These are the different forms that you can choose from, which this is one of the things I really like about the new setup is how this is listed out. So it becomes very clear where it can and cannot be used and whether or not you want it to print on the form or not, and which ones it can. So if I click Sales Receipt, I would then have the toggle box be an option, click it. It makes it a lot, it becomes much more user-friendly, I feel. So as we talked about, to understand the custom fields, again, um, some of this stuff may, you may be familiar with, so we'll go somewhat quickly, but please ask questions if I go too fast, on part of it, okay? the text and number field is the traditional one that we've all known forever you've had the three custom fields on all versions you know the even on the lower some of the lower versions of QuickBooks online but the biggest difficulty these that this would cause is typos like if if you had somebody put in i always use my name as an example matthew right if somebody put in for like a sales rep in a text field they could put matt matt or they could put M A T, or they could put M A T H E W, you know M A T T H E W. If it's spelled wrong, now you go back to create reporting. You have to go in and clean up every single one of those manually, one by one by one, to actually get to the point where you can use the reporting the way you would need to. This is still great to use in other circumstances, like maybe you want to have a telephone number there, um, or you want to have a cross street, if you know for service companies, so forth. There's other ways that that could be used where it's it's gonna be unique one-off scenarios. The custom number field, this is a pretty unique one. It's a pretty interesting idea. There is different ways something like this could be used. And this example is more for somebody that's outside of like an accounting firm, but you could actually, um, if you, Anything that you want to do a number relation to it, you can actually do up to 15 characters digits one you know one through I should say zero through nine and one decimal point. And then you can use this information to filter through reporting equal to, greater than equal to or greater than all that type of stuff. So you could actually even have like unique numbering that's separate from your invoice numbering if you wanted to and be able to then filter reports by that.
0: Yeah, I think that is the um, that's the caveat to all of this. That when we talk about custom fields and and what you can do now with uh, in advance with custom fields is how this impacts the reporting uh, because now yeah. you can uh, extract and uh, the data out. So when you know when uh, when I saw you at, at at QB Connect, that was the light bulb moment for me. It was like, oh, <laughs> you know, you can use this in reporting now. And the filtering of is based on the, the the type of the field. So then you have the feeling your thunder, but you're, you're, when dates, you can actually use a date range. Yep. Those.
2: Yeah. Had, well, so that's where Hector's um, session with you guys is going to become super powerful, right? right? There's some amazing stuff coming down the way that um, definitely everybody tune into that one for sure as well. It, it'll be... Some cool stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, Hector MDA is approved. Right. Drooling, I can say that yeah. much. <laughs> Hector is drooling at uh, getting his hands on all this uh, and yes, uh, what what he can do. So I mean, if uh, uh, if if we have anyone to show us reporting, it's either you or <laughs> or Hector or both. I mean if we had you both, it would be a power two hour. Uh, but
2: <laughs> that would put me happening. two up, so that won't be able to happen. Or, oh yeah, yeah,
0: happen. Linda won't uh, allow. Me.
2: so now the the next one custom date field i actually i got to give props back again to my good friend linda on this one um the custom date field so what this does is it gives you the ability to have like a drop down calendar anywhere that um you want to add this type of a field onto so i think this is great if you need to do an engagement letter reminder so you can when was when for your clients did they sign the engagement letter if you're doing an annual renewal you can use this field as a customer uh, record and have it on there. And I'll show you where you can actually have it displayed on the customer listing and be able to sort by that. Um, It then, of course, gives the ability that as you're doing these things, you can do filtering by this as well through all the normal date filters also. So there's probably some really creative ways that that could be used as well. And then my favorite, of course, literally, I could probably talk for four hours on just drop down fields. I mean, this, this is by far the most powerful one. It is like, th- this is what it's all about. Because again, you can now do drop downs to choose a person's name. So if you want to do sales rep, we're going to show some examples. So I won't go too far into it right now. But this, this, is, this is it. This is everything that you need to know about is how to use these drop downs. I personally. Game changer. It's serious game changer. Yeah. Um, So now if we want to understand the different types of custom fields, if remember correctly, back away as I said, there's three different types. There's customer information, there's vendor information, and then there's transaction information. The customer information, when you choose that as a custom field, you now will get a new tab in in advanced and in our books and such. If you go edit the customer, you're gonna see this new tab that says custom fields. And this is where you can enter in values for that specific customer. When you do this, any transaction that you're creating, like uh, invoices, estimates, anything that's using those fields will auto-populate with those field uh, values for you. So you don't have to do it every single time. Sub customers can have their own unique values as well. So there's customer, subcustomer, and then there's projects. Okay. Customer, sub-customer can be unique. Project will always be attached to whatever it's connected to. So if a project is under a customer, it relates to it, but it doesn't autofill on projects at this time. So it's a limitation to know about. Feedback. <laughs> um, transaction information. So transaction information can basically be used across all the different types of transactions. Where this becomes really powerful is, it will not automatically be filled in. You always have to manually fill these in every single time. So that can be really interesting to use, like if it's a project phase, as an example, something I've been working on to where I love using projects in QuickBooks online, but you usually, you can't have as much customization on the names of the phases as you would like. So you can use drop down fields through transactions to track profitability through different phases as a unique idea. And then the vendor information, this is definitely one of the more, um, the things that they brought out since it was first released is now having more on the expense side of everything, the ability to go in and update the vendor record as well with the different types. And once again, if you fill these values in at the vendor record, this will then populate automatically on the different transaction types you can use it for, such as a bill and such.
0: Now with um, with desktop, uh if you have, if you change uh, the custom field on the transaction, so let's, if you, if you had something that was in the the vendor record or the the customer record, and then uh, it flows through and then you change that value, does it give you an option to, up, you can that.
2: overwrite, yeah, absolutely great point. So yeah, even if you pre-fill these values in, so like the, the example I've got on the screen here, keep in mind when we're, I'm creating this stuff, I've got a fake company file that I make all this demo stuff in, which we're gonna jump into shortly. Um, you would never use a reference and have the reference number out of in. That'd be kind of silly, <laughs> unless it was maybe an account number or something like that, which you could just use the account number for. Um, but yeah, you can customize and modify those. Uh, A great use for something like this, and even the transaction one, interior design companies. They like to use what they call a side mark. So a side mark is just a reference to a certain project. So you could literally put um, uh, an address or a name or whatever your side mark label is into those things. And a purchase orders and bills, that's a great way to go about it or you could put a reference person so if you're doing a bill and a po and you wanted to show who's the point of contact within your company you could use that also as a way for any orders to fill that in uh, uniquely each time so now we'll take a quick breather by doing let's do poll number two are you currently using custom fields what
0: Now we'll we'll have a uh, spoiler alert. We'll have a follow-up question. Do you see a use <laughs> for your for custom fields at the end? So uh, hopefully we'll see that that behavior change a little bit by, by the end of the hour.
2: Jessica, I love your comment. I answered yes on the poll, but I feel like I've only scratched the surface. I hope by the end of this you feel really itchy. <laughs>
1: So we have a question here, Matt, which I think yeah. is a really good one is, are they sticky? So once you use a custom field, is it gonna remember the last one that you used to auto, if you've got the auto filter and on, or I know some of them you said like on transactions, you have to enter those every single time.
2: Excellent so. question. So again, on the customer record one, if you go into a customer and you provide values there, those are sticky, they can be updated at the time of a transaction, if you wish to, but they are sticky. But if you then changed it, it will not, it will still default to whatever, is at the customer record on the transaction ones, they are never sticky. So if you want to update, if you want to update it, um, you will have to actually go to the customer record and make a change there. Now, keep in mind, um, what it what will happen though is if you update it all the historical stuff that still remains whatever you had it as that doesn't change of course so anything going forward would change so that's that's a positive thing
1: that makes sense thank you
0: the um i just had a question and it just uh, it just flew away so carry on
2: carry on all right share
0: the results here so yeah surprise that's uh, this is uh why matt's uh Expression was 74% not using custom fields right now. Oh, and I remember what I was going to say. You have so many custom fields on the header. How do you have room for the transactional line item detail at the bottom?
2: Um, so keep in mind, and we're actually, I can jump in and show through the product itself. But keep in mind, a lot of those things don't ever show up to a customer, right? So you're you're just looking at this stuff through the UI UX, uh, the user interface of the program. So you have to scroll a little longer. That's about it. Hopefully you've got a nice big screen or something, but it, it won't actually show up on the document itself, which is you nice. Might,
0: you might need to uh, orient your, your <laughs> monitor the other way so that you actually can see uh, the line item detail on the transaction. But you can do that. In well, Microsoft. to be
2: honest, Dan, I actually bought an extra monitor just for my custom fields. <laughs> <laughs> just your kidding. Not really. <laughs> so. Let's keep it <laughs> so <laughs> what we're going to do now is we've got actually a couple use cases and what I've done is these are, I'm going to kind of go through them somewhat quickly, but then I'm going to go back and we're going we're to actually jump into product and I'll show you how I set this up step by step by step to go through kind of the whole process of it. So we're going to go through creating a couple different reports. I've saved these and we can, can and show, um, show you what to do with them, of course. So sales by managing partner. Um, this is actually a great, um, uh, great report to be able to put on here. You'll notice in this picture, I don't show my value because apparently my good friend Linda beat me in sales hashtag not competitive. Um, and <laughs> what it allows us to do is to be able to break out and figure out what, you know, if, if you've got multiple people that are running their own books of Running books of business within the bigger organization is a better way to say that, right? Um, what this will do is gives you the ability to track where the money's coming from. Now on this image, I showed a lot of other custom fields still there, but let's break down really kind of what's involved to kind of do this step by step. And again, I'm gonna dive in and we'll go through these steps again in just a moment. What we're talking about here is your first step would be to go in and create a custom field. So you'd go up to your drop down. Actually, let's, let's do it like this. We'll switch back and forth. We'd come in, we'd go to our top gear icon, and we'd go to our custom fields, which is already on the screen, ta-da. And we would be able to go to add a field. From here, this is that big, ugly pop-up that I was, it's actually pretty, but ugly pop-up we were trying to show through the different slides. So, and we can do manage, um, we'll go select a partner because I already have one choose our data type. And again, I'm a big drop down list fan person. So I'd go here automatically switches over to the look here. And now with the drop-downs, one of the things I forgot to mention before is you can do up to a hundred options on this now, a hundred active options, I should say. So even if you have certain ones that you want to add on, if you reach the limit, if you deactivate some, you could bring others on one little tidbit I would suggest We've made suggestions and give them feedback on this, I want the ability to reorganize these or ability for alphabetical um, because my OCD drives me crazy so i'm going to scoot forward a bit here i'm not going to save this i'm going to show you the one I did. I had to oops wrong one uh, for my industries. I had to go to Excel so I could alphabetize them first. (laughs) So I knew which order to put them into, because if you've got a drop down, you want it to kind of look that way and look nice. So just know that it's whatever order you put them in is how they will be displayed, okay? So as you're creating a custom field, I'm going to show you the managing partner one, since that's what we're talking about. You put the different names in. If you want to add a new one on, you can very quickly add it on. We'll put, uh, Dan, we'll put you in. Sorry, Michelle. You want to be on too, Michelle? um you can't if you have a blank here you can't leave it blank or it'll let you close it so you'd have to cl- close that out and we'll do it on. once it's set up you would then be choosing I've already selected customer on this one and the reason being for customer I want to track the income more that's the most important thing to me from the customer side of it you have the ability you can work with estimates. Keep in mind, an estimate can translate over to an invoice or to a purchase order. So these fields can be used wider on a customer record than it can be on just a transaction or a vendor. So if you enter something starting with an estimate, it's auto-filling as it's going down that chain along the way.
0: You need to put these in manually, right? You couldn't like link this to another table. Right, you have to just kind of tie this, uh, type this in uh, manually, correct?
2: Correct. Um, That's one other suggestion I was making um, because sales tax reporting, it's, it's definitely gotten a lot better. But the fact we can now do 100 fields means we could actually put all the states in would be great um, as one of the custom fields and using that if you need to do by state or something of that nature, but I don't want to have to, like every person would have to type it in every time. It'd be great. If there's a way we could start to share them in the future. So feedback button, everybody hit that feedback button. Um, and then on this one for managing partner for income, I could just focus on the money in stuff, but I specifically chose to do all of these because if I want to do any, expense tracking later on, I could do that as well, okay? So as we said here, select it all for future expense tracking option also. Step number two, now that you've got this custom field in, the next thing is you need to update your customer records. And the way that would work is you would basically again, come in, we've got this saved, we're happy here. Now we need to come over to our customers because we just got this ability but maybe we want to start from the beginning of this year on what monies were coming in from what clients to be able to see, you know, by managing partner. If I go to my customer uh, table here, you're going to notice I have extra columns along the top here and I'm jumping around a bit, but it's useful for it to be seen this way. When you go to your small gear icon, you can select your custom fields and have them displayed up here as well. That becomes really helpful when you want to go in, and if you need to update a record, go to any client. Of course, you can hit edit, and then at the bottom here, this is where we have that custom fields I was talking about, and you can start to add in these different values. So maybe I was mistaken, and this one's supposed to go to Dan instead. That's right. So um, you've got your lead gen, all these different things. You can get to your managed custom fields very easily at the top here, so forth. I do want to stress, this is different than using customer type. Customer type can be used also for like project versus recurring billing, but it's a different type of use and we can touch base on that later. So I'll save this. Now, if I was to come back to my transaction list, I can come in and we can look at old ones and we would still see still has Linda on the old one specifically, right? Any of the ones, like the project phase, I create that custom field after I create this invoice, so it's sitting there blank. But I could come back in and add this stuff back in if I wanted to. If I create a new transaction under this, now it shows up with the new value also. As is proper. As is proper. (laughs) Of course, you'd have to come visit at the crown hotel to really get credit for this, of course. (laughs) So that's how you'd go in. You'd update the details. And I should say one more part about it actually is when you're back here on your customer records, one of the cool things you can sort by these, right? So engagement date, doing sorting by this, you can export, send this stuff to Excel, you can utilize all this extra information in unique ways to evaluate your books and see what you can do with it. Uh, Euphoma, great question. Are custom fields available to import apps like SAS Ant? Not yet, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> I need everybody to do feedback on that one, like right away, super, super important. We'll touch base on that because it's one of the the um, limitations at the moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And a batch edit uh, that, that she also mentioned in the chat. If we could batch edit those custom fields like added it in in desktop coming coming hopefully soon right that would be so would
2: be speaking option. of which i oh. while creating this presentation it's one of my favorite things about doing these types of presentations is i still always learn something new every time as i'm trying to dive in to find those little nuances to share i found a little workaround trick to where you can batch edit invoice custom fields if you use the batch edit transactions Coming into here, we go plus sign, come up to batch transactions. In batch transactions, you can use custom fields. Um, so as you're creating multiple invoices, all of your custom fields can be uh, viewed here and modified as you wish. Now check this out. If you, it only works on invoices at this time. If you go to modify, so if you wanted to do historical transactions and historical invoices, instead of having to go in and do them one at a time, which could take quite a bit of time. Once the screen loads, you'll actually see a list of different invoices that are inside of there. And you can start to select which ones you want to modify. And as long as all of the transactions that you want to modify have the um, functions supported by batch transactions.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's a mouthful. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Um, So in other words, it can't have bundle items on it. Then you will be able to uh, go through and modify it. I'm going to go back to slide deck. We'll come back to this in a second. Um, What you'll be able to do is under the modify invoices, it will actually pull up all of the custom fields again, right? Now, this is probably a little harder to see, but you'll see the lighter versus darker in my colorblind world, right? The lighter ones are ones that are actually bulk. I'm sorry, they're bundle items on there that I put. So it won't allow me to make changes, but ones that are the uh, darker don't have those bundle items and I can modify, I can add, I can change them. So you can literally use this little trick to go historically to update this stuff. And like, to me, this is my big win from this presentation. Mm -hmm. Super cool capability. Worth
0: the price of admission
2: absolutely no money back there we go <laughs> so then number three the last thing we have to do is we've got all this data in right so we figured out where we wanted to track we put in the the data to the places now we need to create the reports to do data tracking now real quickly anybody who's got if they're at your computer once you do me a favor take out your phone take your camera and i want you to go up to this little qr code for me please <laughs> If you're not already a member of QB Community Live, there's your link. Come join us, please. We'd love to have you in as part of it.
0: Yeah, and the one thing that you guys do in in QB Community Live is is weekly you you field questions yep. from uh, from the from the community and answer them live, which is yeah. which is really awesome. It's great, great, um, great. Thank you offering that you offer to the to that community.
2: We have a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, again, it's based on the idea of together we all succeed. And it's through people's questions that we all have to stretch our brains to try to find solutions. I can't tell you how much I've learned just by trying to find a solution for somebody else. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So with the reporting, and again, this is where I'm going to, we're going to talk about this. I'm going to show a couple examples, but we're going to dive in and actually make some reports so you guys can see how this is all done. In the slide deck, when you download it, all the different reports, I kind of give you an idea of what type of report to start with, how you're grouping it, what columns, what filters, that kind of stuff. Take the time and play with the reporting. Literally spend some time and have fun with it, because this is where you're going to get to learn the value add. Uh, So in this example, this actually showed, I'm losing at the bottom, right? We've got it filtered or it's grouped by person. We can that see the dates. Proper. <laughs> yep. Um, the amounts. And then what I did on this one is I purposely left open balance because it doesn't mean much if everybody is showing like if you've got a whole bunch of sales there but you haven't collected on it, doesn't matter, right? You gotta be able to collect on it too. So you can play with those kind of things um, and, and and choose how you want the reporting to show up. And Cheryl, in the end of this, we'll get you a link for the the group as well. So another one that you can do revenue by uh, industry or niche niche. Uh, in the comments, in the comments, tell us which one is it, niche or niche?
0: Wait, how do you pronounce that? In
2: <laughs> trick
0: question, my bad, sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, Move me again. Depends I know. On where
1: you live. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. So uh, revenue by industry, same idea, sales detail by customer. We've got our industry that, um, we grouped it by an industry this time. We did the columns of date, customer, number, amount, and managing partner. Obviously, we didn't need the managing partner there, but it's something that I wanted that extra value out of info. You could shrink this down a little bit more. Um, if you want it to be very concise. But again, we're talking about for our books, not necessarily for somebody else's. So I wanted to be able to see that part there also. Revenue by marketing channel. Again, these are drop-down options that we'd be using, but these are the ones I felt that were like the most powerful, most useful. Again, same kind of concept here. Again, you're gonna choose your transaction types. You're just changing minor. See how like this one type of report with just a little minor tweak can give you so many different examples of how you can use this powerful data. And then this one, collections by report manager. And then I'd love to hear some ideas from people. We'll see if we can try to create a report that people um, come up with through the comments. We'll try to create a report off of the data we have in there. Collections reporting by managing partner. So something like this again would be, we've got each of the clients on this one, we added some extra columns where we've got the transaction type number, the due date, the amount and open balance, uh, the balance carrying forward by clients. So you can see who actually owes you the most, right? But then also I added on, I know we got the customer name there, but I want the customer name, the terms and their phone number because I want to be able to call them and say, where's my money? Give me my money. So that is something you can do kind of unique. It's an internal report. And then what you can do is you can filter this specific one was filtered to me. So you can automatically, you can basically set up and automate this invoice to go out to each of the different partners. So they know once a week who needs to pay them, right? And make those phone calls and try to do collections, reduce your day's sales outstanding through something like this. Now, Let's jump in real quick to basically the same stuff we were talking about. We're going to show you these reports, but here's that trick. So we're going to reverse a little bit. Sorry for the confusion, but we've got our batch transactions showing up here now. Okay. Finally. Yep. <laughs> you can choose any of the invoices that are in here and keep in mind again, this is a fake company file. We use this to actually create these demonstrations. So, cause it takes hours to create the fake data and do all this stuff. As I'm coming through, I can select which ones I want, and then I'm going to hit edit. Once this edit pulls up, this is what I was talking about before, like this one's grayed out. So it's not going to let me make a change. And it says really tiny up here. Some of your invoices have fields that aren't supported in batch transactions yet. The primary thing for that is going to be if you have bundle items. That's like one of the biggest things right off the bat. Um, can attachments be added to a bill when using batch transactions? Uh, yes, they can. Um, yes, anyways, come back to that one. Uh, so the the darker ones here, if I wanna add on, so actually, uh, Linda loves to be able to use like the net promoter score. So you could come in, once you finish this, you've, you've already sent all this stuff out, but you need to go back in and update what the scores were for certain things. You could very easily do it by coming in and modifying. Or let's see, we've got on let's say this one didn't come from YouTube, let's say it came from a Google ad instead. I can make these changes, the pencil icon showing the ones I made changes on, and now I can hit save. Or save and print, so forth. Done. Let's you know everything's good. So that's a little sneaky trick to go backwards to update stuff. Just found that. Super, super cool. So now let's go into it, because I think the most important part of this is, as we get closer to time is talking about that reporting. Um, are there any questions that um, you've seen come through yet, Michelle, that were really important to kind of touch base on?
0: Well, there's one here that, uh, um, um, this is not Michelle, by the way. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Can you suggest a way for general contractors to track lien waivers sent to the subs? Would that
2: be? <laughs> Um, so that is, boy, that's a fun one. Cause the other thing you have to deal with is going to be the expiration date on those lane waivers. Right. Um, so I would probably do it, it top of my head. We could try to figure out a good way for this. I would look at what the expiration date is. You could use with the contractor, even at a project level, um, you could add on, um, what the expiration date would be, because that would be the most important I would think more than like when you last got it. Um, I think I'm answering that question correctly for them.
0: Probably need um, a little bit more clarity or de- details about, you know, what's, what's required to, to really make sure that it's, you know, a solution.
2: Now, one thing that one of the ones that Linda created inside of here is custom fields, which was kind of a cool thing is for 1099 vendors is the ability to actually come in and track which type of 1099 it would be as well. So this would be at the vendor side, you would update that vendor, make sure it's set up, and then you're tagging and tracking the different expenses. So at the end of the year, you've got a way to kind of verify and reconfirm to try to make it a little bit easier also. Um, she, uh, Linda and I did a, a full article and some videos on some of the stuff that you can check out on Firm of the Future. We've got a link to that at the very end we'll share. Uh, so if I let's go back to reports and Under my reports, the nice thing is when you create these different reports, of course, you can customize report and you can save it, right? So I've set up quite a few of the different reports that we've kind of gone through here. Um, At this time in the, let's see here, in the questions, because that way we can go back to it. If you have an idea of a report, think about it from an accounting firm side, put it in the question. And if there's a way I can try to create it real quick, we'll try to do so. Uh, The key things though, to remember with reporting, I'm going to come in and let's create um, most of the detail reports is where you're going to focus your energy on when you want to do any reporting for the, with the custom fields itself. So I'm going to come in and let's go sales by customer, um, sales by customer detail as our base report. Once we have this, we can come up to customize. And this is where you get to start having all the fun, okay? So you're going to have all of your different things you can group by through here. Your custom field options are here as well, okay? You'll see those at the bottom. So let's do this one by uh, lead gen. You can change your columns, and you can start to play with and choose what you want on here. So obviously, if we're grouping it by lead gen, we don't actually have to have lead gen as a column then, because it's going to make it automatic. But you can start to play with and, and manipulate what day you want to be on here, you probably don't necessarily need transaction type, especially if we're going to filter by it, but I would usually do a number of product service some some details like this, of course. And then the next key thing to this, of course, would be your filtering, and this is one area that it's um, i'm jumping a little bit ahead from where some of the limitations are we'll see it in the slides but it's important to bring up right now as well when you're choosing a filter by a custom field you can only select one item what i mean by that in to give the distinction check boxes for multiple custom field choose one okay uh you can do it through multiple custom fields so i can do managing partner and i can do this and I could do industry if I want to get really unique with it, right? I could do that, but it's only one at a time. So something to kind of really pay attention to, of course.
0: That's um, when it's a drop
2: down, right? So. Correct. Absolutely right. So if we did, and if it was a date one, let's see here. If we've got one with a date, should have one here, don't I?
0: You really like the drop-downs
2: because you, I've, you've given I the, the drop-downs.
0: Some of the nodes to, <laughs> to
2: dates. <laughs> exactly. Um, we can actually, so let's do this. Let's create a real quick date field. Come up here, we'll go to our custom fields. I thought I had one with dates. And we'll go add a field and we'll go Dan's date. Select type and we'll do a date. And we can do transaction for the heck of it. And we'll just do invoices because we can go batch edit some invoices real quick, real quick. <laughs> time. Hit save. Come up here. I'm going to go back to my batch transactions. And I should let people know one of my super skills or like superpower skills is breaking things so let's see if we can not break this this time um and i'm seeing some ideas of let's see here non-taxable sales tax report <laughs> um susan great suggestion i'm going to pass on that one right now because i need probably about three hours to figure that one out <laughs> aging receivables over 60 days in 500 or more larry that's a great one um i think that that, that's a, a really good one. I'll have to, s- we'll try that in just a second here. Let's do our good old friend here, duplicate so that can work in the background. hope it doesn't duplicate that. I'm melting. Back to the presentation real quick here. <laughs> so we'll show you the last couple things here, keep it moving along. Um, we're actually talking about it right now, custom fields everywhere. We already showed you this part of it, of uh, the idea of where you can use Inside batch transactions, you can use them on the create as well as the modify. They do not work yet on other forms inside of batch transactions. It's only on invoices at the moment. Understanding some of the limitations. So as we touch base on API access, currently the QBO API does not allow direct access to the new custom fields through third-party applications. But there is good news, Intuit has been working with premium app partners improving how data is passed back and forth. So I promise you, I am being the champion of all voices. These two can tell you, that I think they actually literally have a bet of how many times I'm going to bring this up in any given meeting, like there's an over under. Is that right, Dan, pretty yeah, much? Yeah,
0: yeah it's, uh, there's, there's, it's a sucker's bet. But the odds are it's going to come up at least once,
2: at least once. So we're working on it. When it comes out, I pro like I've made them promise that I get to be the person who talks about it as well. So um, I I am always trying to be a champion for that to make it happen. Uh, The bulk updating is a limitation. I really would love to see that they actually do something like a reclassifying tool where we can very easily and very directly go in and batch edit custom fields. I actually, if we, they can come up with this first is, is a perfect step in my mind to where we can still do what we need with the data because that's super important. And then report filtering, as we talked about, some of that, the difficulty there is the fact we can only do a single value instead of a dropdown. So we kind of touched base on all of those details. Um, some additional resources that if you download the PDF, all of these links all work Um, And then a really cool one, this is something Hector and I put together a while back and uh, continue to keep updating. This is a huge Google Sheet that literally tells you through all of the different reports at the given time of this, and there's a lot of them, all of the different, matter of fact, let's try doing this, Um, all of the different custom fields, classes, locations, uh, customer projects, um, everything where they can be used, and we're always adding on and modifying because they keep changing things, right? So tags are new and we still need to fill this in. That link is in the downloadable. Um, and let me also go share, we'll grab, copy the link. And I'll put it into our chat today as well for everybody. Uh, this is a great resource. It's a really, really cool resource.
0: Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that is... Um, I mean- have it all in one place. I mean, make a placemat out of it, put it on your <laughs> your dining room table uh, to review because it's gonna be uh, a great resource. Uh, for,
2: so, so we're into batch transactions here. Let's do, um, we'll do like this. We'll go, uh, make sure one doesn't show up and we'll do this one here and we'll go save. Now we're done here, and let's go back to our reports, and we'll do... So I love the aged receivables, um, counter receivable aging detail. So theoretically, let's give this a try. I don't think this one works exactly that same way, but I'm willing to try it and look silly. Hey, look at that. So we got Dan's date. What?
0: what? You look silly?
2: never <laughs> I mean, look at those I mean I don't know why they don't help my vision but <laughs> <laughs> so actually it looks like we could do something like this because we could choose we wanted over 60 days right um so we want to do report date I guess is what we would set up number of periods um I always like taking this as long as I can so minimum days past due 60. And let's go filtering. Let's do filter by a managing partner. Um, Call me silly, but when you start playing with this, you're going to nerd out and you're going to get lost in time and having some fun with this. You really, really will. Um, And then if we put Dan's date in, right? So we could also filter by Dan's, I guess we already have a date. So I can't do that one on this, but we'll come back. Everybody's paid already. Um, <laughs> problem never happens. Yeah. <laughs> so if we, if we go to all dates, which obviously would change the reporting on it, all this stuff is too new, so it didn't show up. But, yes, that could be done. And, Larry, I tell you what, I'll work on that and put it into our group so we can see what we can do there. Um, <laughs> I know we're close to the last bit of time, so I'm going to run the last poll question I believe we've got, right? hmm and then see if I can go through questions and kind of answer them as well. Yeah, okay, um,
0: this time. So, yeah. Do you see a way to utilize custom fields uh, for your firm or or your clients? Because uh, this is this is a, a, a great way to you know adopt it for yourself. You know, in your firm, in your books, um, as as we've you know kind of seen or uh, that it's coming. You know, if it, if you don't see it as a as an option yet. Uh, your books is getting is getting these advanced features. Uh, David uh, had mentioned David from Intuit mentioned that this should be by the end of the end of the month, uh, yeah. not the not this month, April. next month.
1: Yeah, <laughs> end of April. <laughs>
0: end of April is the goal for having all the accountants upgraded. Now they're 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 taking a hiatus during the the tax season, but I'm not sure. Maybe David can um, add on. You know, since the the tax date was pushed out. Are they, there was a moratorium on updating people in uh, right before tax, the tax deadline may have lifted that. I'm not sure what the, uh, what, what the official uh, option is there, but that was the the idea that uh, the one through 15 uh, April 1st through the 15th wouldn't be migrated. So you wouldn't be surprised uh, when you go in your book, but by the end of the month, uh if april we should have all of these advanced features in your books to use
2: dan i think we just need to really all just be honest and accept the fact that there is no longer a tax deadline it's tax season is all year (laughs) i think that's just the new normal right but i don't know um (laughs) karen real quickly you'd asked i'm not sure uh when to use custom fields instead of customer type Customer type gives you the ability that you can do pricing rules. You can do specialized reporting that way. So there's a lot. There's a lot of very powerful aspects of customer type that could be used differently than custom fields, which is just specifically reporting. Um, so I personally like I would use customer type for project type customers versus recurring revenue. You could use custom field that way, but I like to do it that way because there's probably discounts involved with something like that. So if you're thinking about pricing, how it impact pricing, special discounts or deals for people, customer type is great for that because it can automate that part.
0: Well, awesome. Uh, so yeah, big uh, big difference between do I use custom fields today and do I see a way for yeah. to use custom fields? 92%. Uh, seeing seeing a, a way to utilize custom fields in their practice. So, Matt, uh, can't thank you enough for for um, being voluntold to. <laughs> to
2: come always on. always happy to, of course. Um, you know, again, like everybody else here, I grew into this industry watching the show. So it's always an honor to have the opportunity to now be on here and share ideas with my colleagues. So thank you so much for inviting me back in again.
1: Well, we are thrilled to have you, and we look forward to having you and Linda in the future so we can keep the numbers close together there.
2: <laughs> Hashtag winning. I mean, uh, <laughs> I know you've got something to share my screen again real quick to share what you guys have coming up still, right?
0: Yeah, so um, as we mentioned earlier, the the um, Backing up with uh, with with rewind and some niche nuances, and then we'll dive into the the reporting enhancements. So uh, we'll we'll give some we'll give Hector some uh, some some challenges to uh, to, <laughs> to really go into those uh, those reporting enhancements, utilizing custom fields. So maybe maybe Larry's uh, question will be answered uh, in the in the future Power Hours. But
2: and Hector, I mean, reach out, buddy. Happy to join you. Yeah. <laughs> I could hear
0: Linda screaming from. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So again, thank you all for your time. I mean, I know that time is the commodity that we don't have any more of. Uh, So really appreciate Matt, all the, all the time that you put into this presentation and to share that and uh, everybody for joining us here today uh, on the power hour. And we hope to see you. See
1: you next time. Thank you all for joining.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.